Welcome everyone back to Plus Ultra Anime, episode 7. I'm Jordan. This is Nancy. Hey guys. Hope everyone had a fantastic week. I got a little bit of a cold this week, but everybody's doing good. We're all good here and can't wait to get going into this. So let's get started. So like always, we're going to start out with the top 10 anime, top 10 airing anime, which number one still standing strong is Demon Slayer. Two, Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga moved back, back up. One Piece has jumped up to third. Uh, Sinfo Gear jumped up to fourth place. Ace of Diamond is now number five. Detective Conan is sitting at number six. Dr. Stone, which had a great episode this week that we'll talk about a little bit later, is sitting in number seven. And then we got Carol on Tuesday moved up to eight. Fairy Tale jumped up to nine. And we're down to the like the final few episodes of Fairy Tale. And we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. And then that weird Pitanko that we talked about like two weeks ago jumped back up into 10th place. So, again, just fun to see every week what the top 10 anime are. Nati started watching Demon Slayer. I talked so much about it on the on our past couple podcasts. She finally convinced her to watch it, so she's going to talk about that a little later on too. So, anyways, just real quick, just from that, we're moving on, going into... The, going into some of the anime news in the world now this is really dumb like absolutely stupid but we have to talk about it because at the same time it's pretty awesome so if you remember earlier on in the year there was that whole petition everyone was going to raid area 51 there was two million people over two million people said that they were going to join in on this area 51 raid well last week was the day and less than 200 people actually showed up you know, less than 200 people. Now, that's not even the best part. So, the guy who started this whole campaign to do this Area 51 said, we're all going to run in there like Naruto. We're going to do the Naruto run, so that way if they're shooting at us, you know, we'll be able to dodge their bullets. Some stupid explanation like that. Well, of all these 2 million people that thought that was going to be so awesome that they were going to do that, one person actually went in and did the Naruto run. So there's some sort of broadcast going on, and all of a sudden you see this goofy guy just bending down, arms arms extended, just run right past the camera. And people are now referring to him as the hero we never knew we needed. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's absolutely funny that they, they, one person out of two million actually did what they all said they were going to do. And on top of that... Everyone was so proud of him. There's actually a petition going around right now to try and get him a statue at Area 51. There's, at the moment, a little over 2,500 signatures on it. They're hoping to get at least 5,000. Either way, even if they get the 5,000, there's no way they're going to put a statue of him. But it it still would be pretty cool. Now, the guy's name is Elia Elixir. At least that's what he says his name is. Sounds like a pretty bogus name to me, but... But like I said, he's the hero we never knew we needed. The only one out of two million that had the balls to Naruto run at Area 51. And the funny thing is he said he'd been there a few times before just to practice his Naruto run. So good on him. Proud of him for doing what two million others said they were going to do and didn't do. Though I do think the United States Army came out pretty... Maybe it's the Air Force that's at Area 51. Came out and said pretty strongly, you know... Do not go through with this. We will protect this area as needed. So I think a lot of people were kind of scared out of going. 
but not Elia Elixir. Good man to him. Anyways, we just had to talk about that. So, moving on from that, Crunchyroll actually announced their fall lineup. So, there's going to be quite a few series that are coming out, coming back, or continuing going on. Uh, they announced Doctor Stone's continuing, which is obvious. I mean, we're only on like episode 11 or 12 right now, and there's going to be 25 episodes, I imagine, 25, 26. So it's only obvious that they would keep going through the fall and into the winter. And then Food Wars is getting its next season. I think it's season four that's coming out on that one. Black Clover's going to be in the fall lineup. One Piece, obviously, is in the in the fall lineup. Case closed with Detective Conan. You know, that's that's coming back. And then you've also got Baru, sorry, Boruto, Naruto Next Generations. That's already sitting around like 125 episodes. That series is starting to get pretty big. And it's going to continue on. Now, not only did they announce that they were going to be continuing doing some of these series, they announced several new series that are going to be coming out in the fall on the, on the Crunchyroll. They're not necessarily new series, but they're new to Crunchyroll. So the first one that they announced was called Ascendance of a Bookworm, which, so so they announced four. Three of the four are isekais. This is one of the isekais. Um, to me, this series seems kind of in, kind of weird. I'm not really feeling it, but it's it could be good. So basically, it's about this little girl that loves to read, and she's very sick. And when she, right before she dies, she basically says a prayer and says, "Hey, please let me come back in a world where I can still read." And of course, just to like spite her or something, she's born into a world where there are no books. Uh-huh. And and so. She's like, okay, screw that. I'm going to make books. So there's no paper. There's nothing in this world. So she learns how to make paper, makes books, makes stories for herself. And that's kind of the gist of the story. To me, it it doesn't seem like it's that interesting. It could be a pretty good series. My theory is always you can't really knock on a series until you see it. But this isn't one that's really drawn my attention. What do you think, Natty? Oh, if you think about it, it's kind of like a Dr. Stone thing. It's like he goes there, he has nothing, but he's determined to bring back science. So same thing with her. It's like, okay, Destin doesn't want me to go somewhere that I can read books, but I'm going to make them. I'm going to find the way to make it work. And so, I don't know, maybe... Maybe it will be something that I would like to see, but like you said, you have to see it first to have a better opinion about it. I don't know. Yeah, so you're interested in this. This is something you think you'd watch. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. So the next one, <clears throat> excuse me, that they announced was called um, Black Fox, which this is the one that is not an isekai. Basically, it's centered around a girl named Rika. Her family is part of some sort of ninja clan and her dad is a like a famous researcher and one day when she comes home her house is under attack and her dad's being pulled away and and he's taken away from the house and so the rest of the story ends up she puts on her like black fox ninja mask and decides with her ninjutsu she's gonna get her dad back to me this actually looked like one of the more interesting of the series as i've stated in the past i do enjoy a good isekai but I do like sports. I, I mean, I like I like many different genres of anime. So this one looked pretty interesting to me. What do you think about it? Well, I feel like it kind of uh, 
follow the style or maybe i'm wrong i don't know but yeah i like that type too like um demon slayers and i like that something yeah. like that mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could be interesting. It'll be one I'll take a look at and uh, give, it a, give it a shot because it does look interesting to me. Uh, next one that they announced was called High School Prodigies Have It Easy Even in Another World. And this one basically is seven high school kids. They're in a plane crash. And then all of a sudden when they wake up, they're in this parallel world where everyone can use magic. But since they're these high school prodigies, these genius kids... They start creating technology and weapons and all kinds of other things and forging their way into the world. I thought that one looked pretty interesting. May or may not take a look at it. We'll see, we'll see how into whatever next anime is I'm watching. And then after that, the next one that they also announced was called Didn't I Say to Make My Abilities Average in the Next Life? I thought this one looked probably like the most interesting of the four. It's basically about a girl who is extremely talented, smart, can do anything and everything and she, and she hates it. She just wants to be normal, but because she's so much better than everyone at everything, she's already looked at as, you know, being different and pretty much above everybody else and she hates it. So she just is hoping that, you know, in the next life she's just a normal person. So anyways, she gets hit by a truck or something like as in most isekais, there's always some truck that runs somebody over and wakes them up in the next world. And when she gets to the next world, She's in a world of magic again, you know, more magic worlds. And of course, when she gets there, she has also been screwed and she is insanely talented and strong just as she was in the past world. So kind of the theme of all these series that they're launching is don't ever wish for something because the exact opposite will happen, it seems like. (laughs) But looks like a really the opposite. (laughs) So that way... Or like, I want to be smart, so that way you don't go back being smart. And or, I don't know. Yeah, who, yeah. Who knows the logic behind it? But it seems like every time somebody has wished for something in these series, they get screwed and end up getting sucking at it. But needless to say, fall's going to be a great time for anime. On top of that, you got My Hero Academia coming out. There's just a lot of there's just a lot of anime that's going to be coming here soon, and Crunchyroll's fall lineup honestly to me looked pretty awesome so we will we'll see if we end up watching any of them and how many we do and and we will report on them as we go so anyways we will be moving on now to pokemon we've been talking pokemon the past couple weeks but and this may or may not be the last time we talked about them for a while but we just got some more information so last week we talked about how a pixelated image of a Pokemon was released from the Pokemon company and all the speculation was that it was going to be the evolved form of Farfetch'd and his name would be Surfetch'd and ta-da we're right that's exactly who it was it they they confirmed it Farfetch'd will be getting an evolved form his name is Surfetch'd and he basically looks like a white Farfetch'd that's with yeah. with a unibrow. So it's kind of a mix between Farfetch'd and Anthony Davis. They just like updated the style of the drawing. Yeah. Yeah, a little little update on on the the way he looks and whatnot, but should be interesting. I doubt he's some game changer or anything like that. It's just cool to see a new Pokémon. Um and also OGs. Yeah, the the OG. <laughs> so moving on from that, it's still we're still sticking with Pokémon. So recently Ken Sugimori made a quote about Pikachu. Now, there are over 800 Pokemon 
in in the entire series of Pokemon, and Pikachu is by far the most famous, most popular, most recognized Pokemon worldwide. And you know, and if you don't know who Ken Sugimori is, he is basically the Pokemon man. He he was the game designer, the artist director. He's basically basically the mind behind all the images and everything we see when it comes to Pokemon. So thank we 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 all owe him a lot of thanks for our love of Pokemon. Anyways, so he 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 said something about Pikachu that was interesting. So and after I read this quote, it made me realize, yeah, you know that does make a lot of sense. So. Here's the quote. He says, In every generation, we have a cute electric-type Pokemon that fills a Pikachu role. In the spirit of this tradition, we've created Pichu, Plusel, Minin, and Pachirisu. They've also got Emolga, and and there's others. Every single generation has a Pokemon that looks like Pikachu that's electric and kind of a cute, mousy-looking type of Pokemon. Anyway, continuing with his quote, he said, They're all following in the footsteps of a true star. The Pokemon's only purpose is its cuteness. We create other Pokemon with the mindset that simply being cute isn't enough, but this one really just has to be cute and that's all. So basically what he says is, since Pikachu has always been so popular, Pikachu is a strong Pokemon and you can actually use Pikachu in the games. All these other ones that they've that I mentioned, Pichu, Plusle9, and uh, Pachirisu, Emolga was okay, but those other ones were just garbage. Like, they were never even good enough to use. And basically he just says, it's kind of just a throwback of respect to Pikachu uh, which I think was kind of cool and I, and it did make sense as reading that I was like yeah that's true there is a lot of there is a lot of Pokemon that do look like Pikachu um, but of course they're not they're not quite as good and that the other interesting thing about that is especially where we were talking about you know Ash winning the Alola League now we've been saying you know is, are they going to get rid of Ash and Pikachu and and maybe that is the idea and they use one of these other Pokemon that look like Pikachu as kind of a new Pokemon mascot. So it'd give, kind of give people the nostalgia of Pikachu, but still feeling different because Shield and Sword will have, I mean, if this is true to like every single generation has their, their version of Pikachu, that means Shield and Sword will have their version of Pikachu. So maybe there's going to be a Shield and Sword yellow version type game that comes out and maybe that'll be the next Pokemon series that's coming out. And there should be more information coming up on this Pokemon series within the next week or two. Supposedly it was coming at the end of September, so we will see. We will see from there. Um, anyways, moving moving on. So sticking with Pikachu, just as kind of last last thing we're going to talk about when it comes to Pokemon. So if you remember last week we talked about Ash Ketchum finally winning the Alola League, and there's for some reason a lot of people are pissed about it which doesn't make any sense to me because we've all been waiting for 20 years for this guy to win the pokemon league and finally does it and people are like we care that he just won finally yeah i mean some people are comparing this to his victory in the orange islands which was if you don't even remember it was the little space between the indigo league and um pokemon johto and I actually really like that little series of Pokemon. But anyways, people are saying that the stage wasn't big enough for Ash. He should have won on in Kalos because it was a much bigger stage, a bigger world stage. And he's just not getting the love he deserves. I personally think those people that are complaining about it are just still salty about the whole Kalos region thing. And just need to move on and just be happy that he finally won something because... Geez, they could have just never let him win, and he could have just gone on and on and on. The other thing is, too, it 
I was reading somewhere they said, you know, even though he won this, that doesn't necessarily make him a Pokemon master, which I don't know how. I mean, once you win the, once you win the Pokemon league, I mean, the game gives you the rank of, of master. So uh, to me, he's a Pokemon master at this point. Plus he's been doing it for 20 years. He's, he's learned about all kinds of different Pokemon. So, you know, I, I am kind of hoping to see the end of Ash and Pikachu and, and pulling up a new story here with the next Pokemon League coming out. So, anyways, that's my two cents on Pokemon for this week. And we're going to move on. So, if you didn't know, there is a free manga that you can read. At, it's basically a kind of a sub-manga of My Hero Academia. So it's not by the same writer. It's not by, uh, what's his name, Horokoshi. He, he's the original writer of uh, My Hero Academia. But it's but it's it's written by a guy named Hideyuki Furuhashi, and this is called My Hero Academia Vigilantes. Basically, this story takes the stories take place before My Hero Academia, before Deku, before you know All Might's number one and all these things, and it, and it kind of centers around Eraserhead and some of the other teachers at that at that stage. Now the interesting thing on this is. You know, not everyone at that time was able to become a hero, and Eraserhead was one of them. I guess he didn't pass the courses or something at, at UA, or just didn't wasn't able to get the hero's license. But he was always considered a talented person, and his quirk was very useful. So he ended up kind of becoming a vigilante. And if you remember in My Hero Academia, you know, I, I can't. I for some reason I have a memory of All Might explaining this to Deku. Might be different. They might have explained this to somebody else. But I do remember him talking about how Eraserhead was such a talented guy, he just never got his hero status, but he was always used in the shadows, kind of a quiet, lethal assassin type of guy. Um, but so you go, you see some of the past of, of Eraserhead and, and some, of the, some of the things you learn about him. So I found this article that was talking about why Eraserhead uses those goggles when he fights. And it was kind of interesting because, so, at an earlier time in his career, he ends up fighting a character that looks a lot like Majin Buu from Dragon Ball Z. And Majin Buu was awesome. Everybody loves Majin Buu. And this this villain would also, just like Majin Buu, uh, spew smoke from his pores and just made it so no one could see him. So, as they're trying to figure out and think of what they can do to actually fight and be competitive with this villain... Razorhead has the idea if he wears goggles, it won't affect him as bad. So he can activate his quirk, which if you remember, Eraserhead's quirk is he basically neutralizes the quirk of anybody that has one, as long as he keeps his eyes open. That's why his eyes are always red and he always needs eye drops. And he's probably the the hero I most identify with because my eyes are always dry and I always have to use eye drops. But Mine is for no reason particularly, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so after he fights this Majin Buu, him and his friends, they take him down, and then he liked just the way the goggles looked, and so he kept him. He ran with it. So looks like a pretty interesting manga. It might be, if you if you read a lot of manga, uh, me personally, I don't read a lot of manga. Here and there, I'll pick up things. But uh, I love My Hero Academia, and this is really cool. It's almost just like a almost kind of like an origins type story but check it out if you like manga because it looks pretty cool um it's almost like these guys turn into mini batmans you know kind of things 
So, anyways, moving on from that, Nancy's got some info for us about Fruits Basket, and so I'm going to give it to her for a second. Okay, so yay, finally, they confirmed that we will have a second um, season of the series, finally. <laughs> so before, when they did it for the first time, we were not able to see all of the um, information from the man manga, but now they're, like we said before, they are trying to co like cover pretty much everything and like keep it as original as manga. And um, so we don't have a date yet, but we know that it's gonna be coming out on 2020. And hopefully the spring. Yeah, hopefully for springtime. But what it's more uh, excited, exciting for me is that we're gonna have a new zodiac appearance. So we will be having um, the horse uh, zodiac animal. So her name on the manga it's Rain, and um, she was a little girl who was abandoned by her parents because of her curse. Uh, so she grew up with like no love and. So so one one question for you. So, is being able to be a piece of the zodiac a curse for the characters in Fruits Basket? So the thing is like. Um, when you are born with that, of course that it is because you don't have a normal life. If you get hugged by the opposite uh, sex and you turn into the animal. So like we talked last week, mom, right. uh, uh, Kyo's mom, she couldn't handle. Well, she hugged him, but she couldn't handle it. Like for her, it was like a struggle and she always kept him away from everyone and making him think that uh he was better inside and not um right. being around other people so she was like using love as a pretext yes so my question is how do they turn back from so if if someone from the opposite sex hugs them and they turn into the animal how do they turn back into a oh, person it's just it's just you let time oh. go and then they will go back to but how long does it take or or it just randomly, it yeah. just randomly happens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, they just go back to normal. And so just going back, I'm excited to see a new animal. Especially because, so if we haven't talked about this before, but Nancy loves horses. In fact, when she grew up, she was always riding horses and competing in equestrian, you know, where, you know, the thing that wealthy people do where you, they jump over the jump over the, the posts and, or the poles and the fences and, and you have to clap, you know, on the top of your hand and laugh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but she's always been a horse fan. So I'm excited just to see this because like I said before, she grew up with like no love, no sense of like relationship and all, like that kind of stuff. So of course at Toru, it, she's going to play an important part here because she's always been like caring, loving, kind heart, like a kind heart person. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm excited to see that they've been trying to keep it as close as the manga. So just to see it come like real into live, it's just exciting. So I cannot wait for spring of uh, next year to see how everything is going to look. And yeah, just that. So the more we talk about Fruits Basket, it kind of makes me a little interested in it too. I may have to check it out because we'll get into what I'm where I'm at on anime a little bit later. 
but I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in that stage of looking for a new anime, but I don't, maybe, maybe that'd be one I'd take on, but I don't know. I don't know how much it calls my attention, but it's been a very popular one. And since she's talked about so much, you know, it has made me a little interested in it. But anyways, we're going to move on from Fruits Basket now to upcoming anime games. There's not a whole lot that has happened in the gaming world for when it comes to anime right now. Um, about two weeks ago at the Tokyo or at the Tokyo Game Show, uh, they, they, they announced that Sword Art Online was getting another game, Asylization Rising Steel. Basically, they just showed the opening, like the opening trailer to it. No gameplay, just the opening theme song. And honestly, it looks fantastic. It is going to be on iOS and Android systems. Seems like a lot of anime games are being more and more pushed and released on on mobile devices lately. Which is cool, because mobile gaming is not huge, but, you know, they're actually making a push for it. Not the same quality, but I think it kind of helps you to get a feel of what you are going to be purchasing. Like, if you go, yeah, Mm -hmm. and like a more expensive game, because most of them, they're free. So I think it's good. So that way you can get, like, they can introduce you to it, and then you can kind of decide from there. Right. Well, like, like I have, I had a Fire Emblem game on my, on my iPhone for a little while, and, and it was good, but it wasn't as good as the Fire Emblem games because I mean, if they're giving you a game on the iOS that's free, that's just as good as what it'd be on the Switch. What would be the reason to buy the game on the Switch? Why would you spend sixty bucks for Switch games? So they basically give you a taste of what, of what the console games and stuff like that are. And we talked about last week, you know, Rising of the Shield Heroes getting a mobile game coming out here soon towards the end of this month, I believe is where it was. And then uh, this game will be coming out. I think they said early, I think they said early 2020. It didn't really give us an actual day. Now for me, I've only played one Sword Art online game. I have it on my PS4. It's the Lost Song. And to me, honestly, I did not like it. I love this. I love the anime. I love the series, but Lost Song, it just seems like there's, there is so much potential in a Sword Art online type of game because you know, if they made it to follow, like, what the story did, and, like, they, they could make a really good game, and, I don't know, if you've played Lost Song and you liked it, you know, obviously you might disagree with me, but I just felt like the gameplay was slow, the fighting was slow, the graphics weren't that good, it just, I felt like they could have done so much with it, and it just wasn't that good, I mean, it's a $60 game when it's not on sale, but once it goes on sale, you can get it for, like, 10, 15 bucks, but I don't even think it's worth that. I didn't. I would skip Lost Song, and because of that, I haven't played really any of the other ones, and haven't cared to really try it out. I mean, this mobile one actually looks more interesting to me than some of the ones that have been coming out on PS4, and and uh, I think I think the Switch has some of them, but I'm not 100% sure. I've mainly only seen them on the PS4. But with that being said, you know it does it does look pretty good for for being on an iOS system. Anyways, moving on from Sword Art Online, we did talk about the fairy tale game about two weeks ago that it got an announcement that they're finally making a, a game for PS4, Switch, PC, and Xbox One uh, for called Fairy Tale. But they basically just showed a trailer, a little bit of gameplay in it, but nothing really didn't really tell us much. So they just launched or released some more information about the game. Um, it is going to be set taking place in the Grand Magic Games story arc which is awesome which was a really fun part of that series uh you know that's where i mean i was really good at that point 
and then it's going to follow the manga and the anime as close as it can. But at the same time, there's going to be some, some you know, side quests and, and other stories that are going to be included into it that were not in the manga or in the in the uh, anime. So gonna be it's gonna be an awesome game i'm definitely gonna get this game when it comes out next year and on top of that they they said that there's gonna be 10 char- playable characters and they released five names of who was gonna be playable which we saw all five of them in the trailer you got natsu the dragon slayer obviously you got uh lucy hartphilia gray full buster uh t- what, what's her name urza the titania and uh you'll have wendy the other dragon slayer so Right now, kind of a weak lineup. I mean, you got your main characters in it, and that's who you saw in the trailer. So it'll be it'll be a great game. I can't wait to find out who the next ten, the other ten playable characters are. And as time goes on, I'm sure they'll launch DLC and other things that they'll add to it. So there'll be more characters than just the ten. But at the moment, they've announced that there's going to be ten, but we only know about five of them. So, anyways, that's about it in the gaming world. Um, just kind of sticking on the gaming topic but i'm just gonna go to an anime so so like let's see it it has to have been several months ago they announced a you know a dlc called episode arden for final fantasy 15 arden is one of the main boss is the main boss of final fantasy 15 and he's actually one of the cooler main bosses in final fantasy i think anyways uh, he still doesn't quite have anything on kefka or sephiroth in my opinion but Arden was still a pretty cool character. But anyway, so aside from the game, I think as a way to kind of prepare everyone for that DLC, um, Square Enix made a short little anime called Final Fantasy XV Episode Arden. And basically, it's a 13, 14-minute episode about Arden's past and how he became the villain he is. Now... The first six minutes of this, I was like, this is kind of lame, but man, by the time it ended, I was like, that was phenomenal. That was amazing. And basically what happened is, so so I believe this is 2,000 years before Noctis, and, you know, Arden and his his brother's the king, and Arden is also, you know, a a head up in in the empire, and there's some sort of scourge, some sort of plague that has been affecting people, kind of turning them into monsters. And his brother has just gathered up everyone and uh, who's been infected and just has killed him. While Arden, on the other hand, has been healing as many people as he can from this this plight. So, or from this blight. And so, you know, there's going to be a choosing of who's going to be the rightful king. And it's supposed to, it's a giant crystal that chooses, it's the, in this giant crystal are the gods. And they choose who's going to be the next king. And so Arden was convinced it was going to be him. And I think some lady, I think it's his wife. I, I don't quite understand who she was, but she told, excuse me, she told Arden it was going to be him. So he presents himself to the palace and says, yeah, I'm ready to take my spot on the throne. Not that he necessarily wanted it. He just knew that he could protect the people better than his brother because his brother was killing anyone. You know, I got hurt. And then his brother confesses to him, says, hey, you know, this is the only way I could draw you in. And, you know, I know you've been infected by the curse and you need to die. And so they have this massive battle. And you see you see Arden's brother using a lot of the same fighting skills that Noctis uses. And that final battle between the two is actually pretty awesome. 
it, it was a great ending and then basically Arden makes his way up to the giant crystal above the, the throne he touches it and the gods kick him back out and throw him to the ground and basically cursed him to live forever so he can't die and, and that was kind of the end of that story I thought it was fantastic it's definitely worth watching if you liked Final Fantasy 15 Final Fantasy 15 the game kind of had a slow start but I actually really did enjoy the game quite a bit and if you did like the game, you'll definitely like this short but sweet episode about Arden. So definitely check it out. That thing, that episode was sitting in my queue on Crunchyroll for like, I don't even know how long, for months and months and months. And last night I was just going through cleaning out my queue and I saw that. I was like, oh, let's just let's just watch it. And was really happy with, with how, how cool it was. I mean, I would almost be more than happy to see a Final Fantasy XV series come out of that. That would be so cool. Anyways, moving on from that. So we're going to be talking now about current shows that we're watching um, to kind of wrap things up for the day. So first and foremost, we're talking fairy tale again. So we're at the final stages, like I said. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers, maybe skip ahead another about a minute, maybe two minutes. Um, so at the, at the beginning of this, we see how Agnolohia gets his name. So what happened with Agnolohia is he sees his whole city burned down and destroyed by dragons by the white guardian dragon that we talked about last week, whose name was Agnolohia. And so after that, he, he is just pissed. He's furious and he decides he needs to get dragon slayer magic. So what he does is he goes out and gets it and decides he's going to single-handedly murder every single dragon he runs into. And he does. And he gets to the point where he's so pissed about it. He said, you know what? Oh, well, here's the thing. So one dragon asked him what his name was. And he just told him his name was Agnolohia. He said, you know what? Because Agnolohia caused so much fear for my people, I'm going to turn it around and make it so that the dragons fear the name Agnolohia. And he became the baddest dude in all fairy tale, the most untouchable and unstoppable character there is. Now, and then as the rest of the episode goes on, Natsu and the other dragon slayers again team up. All the dragon slayers give Natsu their power to kind of give them one final push, one final fight to kill Aknolahia. And also the rest of the fairy, a fairy tale is outside and they try and capture Aknolahia. And I think it's called Fairy Laws, the spell that they use which catches him in. Their goal is just to not let him escape. They cast the spell. It's successful. He gets stuck inside, but the spell wasn't strong enough, so he starts to escape. So the rest of the entire town, the rest of the entire city, joins in on it. It's almost like the spirit bomb on Dragon Ball Z. Everyone pitches in, gives him their magic, joins in on that, and Agnolahia gets trapped. So I think next week is the final episode. I... Not 100% sure, but I think next week's the final. There might be one more after that. But it's getting to the point where it's winding down. And, I mean, I think one more hit, Acknell, he is gone. And that's going to be the end of it. What do you think about Fairy Tale? What do you think, Nancy, about the last episode? I think it's, uh, like you said before, just seeing this last episode about knowing a little bit more about Acknell here. I'm excited to... I'm excited if they come up with the new um, series on the side about his... His origins? Yes, his origin. I think just looking at that, it makes you feel like, oh, I want to know more, like, more of that. Uh, but, um, 
it was good. It was good to see everyone getting together again, fighting all together for like the last time. And, and it wasn't just fairy tale. I mean, it was all the other yeah, guilds that were in it. So it was excited to see like, oh, they're losing their hope. And then all of a sudden, like everyone is together again. They're fighting for the last time, like using their last uh, bit of, Shreds of yeah. Yeah, everyone raised their arm and joined the spirit bomb. So it's a good episode. You know, it's funny. I've heard that a lot of people really hate the manga. Fairy tale, the manga, say it's like one of the worst mangas out there. I don't know. Like I said, I don't read a ton of manga. As far as the anime goes, I haven't met very many people that have said they don't like it. Most people have really liked it. It's a great series. Can't wait. I can't wait to see the ending because it's it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be good. So, anyways, moving on from Fairy Tale, going on to Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone this week was a fantastic episode. Basically, Senku, he, he created that whole silver spear last week because he was going to use it to try and find sulfuric acid because I guess it turns silver black. I mean, there's, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but according to the series, it is. It could very well be true. But, <laughs> and so... They find a like a pool, basically, of sulfuric acid, and I guess you need that for a, an antibiotic because that's Senku's goal right now is that's to make. What they are doing. They're yeah. doing. Um... The anti. They're trying to find the ingredients for the antibiotic, yeah. so I guess you need sulfur sulfuric acid in in antibiotic. I don't know. I don't know anything about pharmaceuticals or medicine or anything like that. <laughs> but anyways, it's really cool, and there's. Uh, Chrome almost falls into the lake of sulfuric acid and is, ends up getting saved. The gas mask things were pretty awesome. Just the whole episode is really cool. I love Dr. Stone and just seeing how, they, how they're bringing back humanity. It, it's, a, it's a great series. And glad Crunchyroll's planning on keeping it going. I mean, we're halfway through it right now. So, I mean, we're all caught up to date. But as a whole, through the series, I think there's going to be like 25 episodes. So, anyways, like I said earlier... I have talked so much about Demon Slayer. I finally convinced Natty to watch it. She is about 11 episodes, 12 episodes into it. I had, I haven't watched the newest episode that just came out this week because I'm waiting for Natty to catch up and we're going to watch the last two or three episodes together. But Natty, why don't you tell us what you've thought about Demon Slayer so far? I love it. <laughs> from the first... I told you it was going to be good. From the first episode, I was just hooked and I wanted to keep going and keep going and of course, uh, I've been tired, so I. It's been taking me longer than what I wanted, but uh, it's just amazing. Like, there's nothing that I don't like about it. Music, graphic, everything. It's just been amazing. Yeah, I told you the the way they blend the artwork, and like she said, the music and the fighting style and the and the breathing techniques, all these things into this series is so good. And I mean, obviously, I've talked to everyone's ear off about about Demon Slayer the past couple of weeks, so we won't go into details about what she watched because I already did that a couple of weeks ago. But fantastic series, really, yeah. really highly recommend it. And you know, so people have been wondering, are we going to be getting a second season? I think obviously we will. Since we started doing these podcasts, so this is number seven, so it was about seven weeks ago. Demon Slayer has been the number one, the top airing show on it in anime for the, at least the past seven weeks probably even longer and with that you know obviously you're going to be getting a second season eventually because if it's that popular that means you're getting that you're getting hundreds of thousands of views on this and and 
a huge fan base, a huge following, and the actors have come out. And the, the, I guess there was a tweet posted by Yonko Productions that said, Tanjiro's story will continue. So that's a good sign because... We want more of Tanjiro. We want more. We definitely want more. So who knows when it's coming out. I know Toonami's getting the English dub, which... You know, they were saying that uh, Demon Slayer at first was not getting a huge following here in the West, but in the past several weeks, it has really just boomed, has really just blown up. And obviously, that's and obviously now it's coming to Toonami. That's that's a huge move for that. So definitely check it out. It's a it's a well worth your time to watch. Now, moving on from that, I did finish Rising of the Shield Hero. It took me one week to finish. Rising of the Shield Hero. This was another fantastic series. You know, you you finally you get to the end of this, and you have um, Naofumi has finally kind. Of, he's taken the like the head role of all the all the four cardinal heroes. He's the strongest. None of them really want to work together, and they still hate Naofumi. But he is a uh, he's become really strong. He in the end he, he kind of gets trapped with the spear hero. And they end up getting into a fight with the Pope of the three churches. And it's pretty, you know, it it just shows all the corruption that had been happening in the kingdom amongst the church and the king and that the stupid princess. And the queen kind of comes in because there is a matriarchy in Melromark. And so the queen is kind of like the top dog. And as soon as she finds out, you know, that the Pope and a couple of the heroes are are fighting you know she shows up with an army to kind of stop it but Naofumi uses this like blood sacrifice technique his shield has almost kills himself doing it to take out take out the pope and it it was just a phenomenal series the queen ends up sentencing her husband the king and her daughter to death and because of their their um betrayal of the of the kingdom and then Naofumi ends up finally gaining respect of the townspeople some townspeople because others still look at him for what he is he in, the second wave finally comes in and or no i think we get to the third wave by the end or maybe it's just a second but there's other heroes from another world that naofumi faces up against and these two heroes they from the other world they fight two of the cardinal heroes like the bow and the spear hero and they just consider them totally weak total weaklings and they think Naofumi's the only one really worthy of the title of hero and they have a pretty epic fight i mean this this is an awesome series too i cannot wait for season two and three to come out because i really enjoyed it and i mean there's all kinds of story i mean this is a manga that or i can't remember if it was a manga or if it was actually like a short story book kind of thing that has all been done so they're if I really wanted to know how it ends, I could. I guess I could read ahead, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait for seasons two and three because they will be coming out soon, and I can't wait for it. So again, I'd say if you're if you're looking for a good anime to watch right now, Rising of the Shield Hero or Demon Slayer would be my top two recommendations for you at the moment. Definitely give them a shot. So, anyways, that's kind of what we wanted to talk to you guys about today. Hope you enjoyed it. Please give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Also, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We're PlusUltraAnime38. Appreciate the follows. We give you... We, we just post anime stuff every day. Or try to every day anyways. A couple times a week. And uh, next week, we'll be on vacation. We'll still try to pop out a podcast here. But I don't know if it'll be that long if we do. And we may, we may not see you for two weeks. But... 
hopefully we'll be able to get one to you next week. So anyways, appreciate you listening. And if you're new to the channel really, or new to the podcast, thank you very much for listening. And if you have any friends that are into anime, please invite them to, to listen in. And if you listen to our past podcast, thanks for coming back and, and keep on listening. Appreciate the support. We'll see you next week. Hopefully. Bye guys.